Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, back to the Morning Roast with Bonte and Shasky. Spadonia Lubman in for Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky. One more segment before handing it off to FP and Dumas. Coming up next, they got Giants, Astros, Cubs, Reds legend, Dusty Baker at 11 o'clock. Former San Francisco Giants manager, World Series manager with the Houston Astros, Dusty Baker. 11 o'clock. You are not going to want to miss that. I'm curious to hear what Dusty has to say about this notion that San Francisco, you know, they can't attract free agents. I think it's a load of crap. I think Dusty will agree with that. Perhaps he'll get into it with FP and Dumas here on the other side. But 888-957-957. We've got New Year's resolutions for Bay Area sports teams. We talked Niners. We talked Warriors. And I brought up Dusty Baker. Let's bring up the Giants. We want to get to them. We'll continue to take your calls and texts. In fact, let's go to uh, Anthony and Benicia here. We could uh, put a bow on this Warriors talk, Sam. Here, really quick though, before we go, do you know what? Dusty Baker was uh, part of the uh, one of the the part of the duo that created the high five. Created the high five. Yep. See, I have a problem with this stuff. No one created the high five. Like, like this has been going on for thousands of years since humans had had physical contact with other humans. The high five has been around. What are we talking? He invented the high five. Do you think they were high fiving each other like at the Battle of Hastings? Like, hey guys, we just won Hastings. Yes. High five. Yes. They're dapping each other up. Yes. Oh, apparently, recorded history goes back to 1977 with uh, recorded history. Okay, Yeah. yeah, because we didn't have recorded history, word of mouth, oral tradition, going back to the Egyptians, going back to. I mean, all those years. Hey, any of those Egyptian paintings? Do you? Yeah, and the hieroglyphs. Do you see any of them high fiving each other? Yes, I see. Like the people of Pharaohs putting their hands up right there. High five. They're just putting their hands together. Oh God, it's the same. It's like touching hands. Oh no, the high five is there's a quick touching of the hands. So what I have a problem with is it's like it's like people wanted to get on Elvis because of the, the hip thrusts and stuff like that. People were getting mad at Elvis. He didn't invent that. He stole the culture from all the different artists from before him, specifically black. I understand, but people were doing hip thrusts. You know, the the, the fifteen and fourteen hundreds. Come on, people! No one invented movements with the hands. You high five each other when you, when you avoid the plague in, in fourteen thirteen. Spain. Please miss me with that crap. Anthony and Benicia, save us. I know you're so passionate about high-five history. No one invented it, is what I'm saying. All right, You can ask Dusty that. Uh, Anthony, what's going on, man? You're in Benicia. 
Oh, well, first of all, good morning. Second of all, um, early happy new year to both of you guys. It was wild this week. So, um, and then, um, let's see, uh, Warriors. Uh, Sam, Sam was just talking about Trey, Trey, Trey Young. I actually wouldn't mind taking a flyer on someone like DeJounte Murray. Um, he comes from a winning culture with the Spurs. He, I think he was the first or second team all defense um, um, earlier in his career. He can score. He's a, you know about 6'7", solid two-yard. And then I also thought about somebody like Tobias Harris because uh, Tyrese Maxey seems to be benefiting from um, – from James Harden leaving, and it looks like they have a nice little one-two punch over there with himself and Embiid. And Tobias Harris can play the three. He can play the four. He also can shoot the open jumper, and he can play with his back to the basket, and he also defends. So I'm looking at uh, one of those two guys since we're playing the, the, the trade game. Um, but my New Year's resolution is uh, obviously for the, the for the Warriors to kind of get their act together and figure out what they're going to do. I need some um, some clear and concise direction with this team moving forward. Appreciate it. That's Anthony and Benicia chiming in. Happy New Year to you as well. Anthony, 888-957-9570. We can do New Year's resolutions for some of your Bay Area sports teams here. And uh, from the Niners to the Warriors, we can finish up here a little bit uh, with the San Francisco Giants and the hot stove. Uh, Sam Lobman, obviously one of the voices for Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys and Odyssey Podcast right here uh, dissecting all things San Francisco Giants. And Sam, it's been a... uh, a difficult offseason, to say the least, for the Giants. You thought, you know, to keep pace, not only in the NL, but specifically the NL West, you got to get some names, at least, some players, some people to get excited about. I love Logan Webb. I love Camilo Doval. I want to root for an everyday player. And I, I can't rely on rookies, uh, Patrick Bailey, uh, Casey Schmidt, if he comes back, uh, Luciano, like all these guys. That's great. You know, the, you can see the... Uh, the promise is there with them, but I need a return on investment, whether it's a trade, whether it's a free agent, hell, whether it's a Chapman, whether it's a Bellinger, hell, it's a name. I know I know people are freaking out. It's Snell. At least that's a guy I know, a guy coming off a sign, a guy I can get excited about, but more so the everyday guys, Sam. What's going on with the hot stove? I know it's cold right now, and uh, what are some of the resolutions that the Giants need heading into this season? Well, last year before the year started, I said the way the Giants could have a successful 2023 is just simply present a better future. Giants fans needed to end the 2023 season, the 2023 calendar year, feeling better about the team than they did at the start. The Giants have absolutely failed at that. They really have. Giants fan interest seems to be hitting new lows every week. Uh, I've never seen this kind of frustration uh, with the Giants fan base, even back in you know the the mid two thousands when they had four straight losing seasons, kind of on the uh, coming out of the Bonds years, there was a lot of frustration with Brian Sabian at that time. There's a lot of people who wanted Brian Sabian gone at that time, but it did like it, it, it interest was declining, but they were still getting thirty thousand plus people per game at that ballpark. The ballpark still had that new ballpark smell for the most part. Um, but the, the anger, the frustration, the vitriol towards the organization, maybe it's just been amplified by Twitter. Uh, maybe it's been amplified by other sources. This show probably is a, is a source of that as well. Um, yeah, Giants fans are just really angry with this team right now. So much so, it's just like, the amount of fans who just seem to want to jump ship on this team, it's, it's shocking to me. So Where are they if- going? 
Like the A's are leaving if they're going to jump ship to another franchise. Honestly, I don't care. Franchise First off, leaving. I'm a person. Like, I, I'm, the, I'm the kind of fan that I stick by my team through good times and Always. bad. So all these Giants fans being like, so I'm not going next year. I'm, a, I'm not going to be a sucker and get tickets. Like, congratulations. You've announced yourself as a fake fan, and I will look at you as such. Well, for just because you don't go to games doesn't mean you're not a fake oh, fan. No, like, if you're, you just, if you're going to jump off the bandwagon because the team's bad right now, that, that's fake fan energy in my well, opinion. Well, if they, if they specifically have a reason why they don't have a rooting interest in the team, that's one thing. Like, jumping off the bandwagon wagons one thing or just jumping off the fan base entirely yeah that's dumb it's called being a fair weather fan but you know what the night uh the the 49ers and uh the giants and the warriors all these teams they cater to those teams uh those fans as well the fair weathers like they they pay money oh no so, you need fair weather so fair weather fans are where your money comes too. from absolutely so, so that might be something for you as a fan of scott oh no absolutely ownership oh no 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 that is that is absolutely my own personal gripe there if, if other people think differently more power to you that's what's great about america we're allowed to have different opinions as long as they are agree we allowed mine. to yeah. only if they agree with mine though there you go. um but no, if the Giants, if you want to have a successful 2024, it's basically the same thing. Like you got to get, got to get fans reasons to want to care again. Because at get unless you are a, a sick diehard like myself, I do got to be honest. Like yeah, you're not going to have a lot of reason to care. And the Giants' future looks as bleak as ever right now. And which is unfortunate because there are some positives there. Patrick Bailey, I think, is a guy who he's not going to be Buster Posey 2.0. Uh, but he is a guy who I think you can. Pencil I did into say the lineup. Defensively, I thought he could be better. He did start off just amazingly defensively, or it's like, yeah, oh my he wore down towards the he end did. of the year, and that's going to happen with rookies, especially catchers. I mean, he his workload this year was greater than any year he's ever had in the minors. I mean, this is a guy who was drafted in 2020 in that COVID year, uh, he didn't have a real first. Uh, his, his first professional year was marred by COVID, uh, but he still made it up and did. Solid at the plate, great defensively. I definitely think there's some gold gloves in his future, maybe an all-star appearance or two. Is he the Hall of Fame, you know, pillar face of the franchise guy that the Giants need? I don't think so. Uh, the Giants, they keep trying to find those guys in free agency. That's not how it works. You're not going to find your big face of the franchise pillar of the organization guy in free agency. It's never been, even in the 140 year history of the Giants, the face of the Giants organization has never come through free agency. The only exception to that is Barry Bonds, who grew up in the Giants clubhouse. So he's a different kind of homegrown. But you go all the way back, you know, from Posey to Lincecum, you know, there and there's Bonds, Will Clark, Jack Clark, Willie McCovey, Willie Mays. Go back to the New York days where you, you had guys like, you know, Christy Matthews in those early days, Mel Ott, going back to the 1880s even. Like, all the greatest Giants players always started within the Giants. So the Giants, if they want to have that guy, it has to come internally. Where that happens, I don't know. You kind of mentioned Logan Webb, but you want to see an everyday player. Um, you know, unless you're taking the league by storm like Tim Lincecum did, which, again, no disrespect to Logan Webb, but Logan Webb, you have not hit the ground running in the same way that Tim Lincecum did. Uh, that's just a yeah, fact. Just and different then, player, like the looks, it was part of it, the frame, all yeah. that sort of and stuff. And I love it's Logan different. Webb, two time guest in the Garlic Fries Baseball Guys podcast. Yeah. I think he is, cur- he is the unquestioned leader of the Giants Clubhouse right now. He is a great leader of the Giants Clubhouse, and Giants fans should be very happy that a guy like Logan Webb is the premier voice in that clubhouse right now but if you need an everyday hitter all eyes fall on Marco Luciano I think at this point and that's just such an unfair position for that kid to be put in where we're looking at him he's got a handful of at bats he's like 21 years old and it's like okay hey I need you to go out and basically be what Corbin Carroll was last year and that's that's an unfair I think expectation to put on the kid he could do it 
Don't get me wrong, he very well could do it, but it's just it's it's so hard to reach I mean, that level. Corbin right Carroll had one of the greatest like rookie seasons of all time, didn't he? Like yeah, and, with, yeah so, like, I mean, well, remember, I mean, Buster Posey <laughs> had a similar great rookie yeah. year when he hit the ground running, carried the Giants to a championship. Corbin him, Carroll did him the and same Jason thing. Hayward, yeah, those are the one. So it is possible, but again, like. We're basically looking at Marco Luciano, and this is, I think, one of Brian Sabian's big failures. And it's also uh, one of Brian Sabian's big failures was not leaving anything for Farhan to work with. Um, but Farhan Zaidi's biggest failure, it's not uh, the the inability to sign free agents. Farhan Zaidi's biggest failure is the fact that the farm system has not produced a guy yeah. yet. You know, this is a guy who... His fingerprints were all over those Dodgers drafts that he had. This is the guy who presided over drafts that he found guys like Gavin Lux. He found guys like Corey Seager. He helped find guys like Cody Bellinger. Uh, Bellinger actually might have been there before at Farhan. But, you know, he found guys like Walker Bueller. He found Dustin May. He found Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, he got Yohannes Cespedes in an international he was, he was considered, I mean, Billy Bean did not want to let Farhan Zaidi mm-hmm. interview with the Dodgers. That's how much he wanted to hold on to him. So, Farhan, you've had success in the past through the draft. You were brought in because of your pedigree and finding, you know, talent in the draft and developing that developing that talent into top-tier baseball players, and you're not doing it. Hunter Bishop has been an absolute whiff of a draft pick in 2019. Now, there are other issues going on with that 2019 draft, but you whiffed that one. The 2020 draft, you might got some here with Kyle Harrison and Patrick Bailey. After that, though, I mean... Bryce Eldridge, who they were just drafted last year, is already one of your most promising prospects. Uh, Reggie Crawford, there's, he's another two-way guy. There's some potential there. Uh, there's certainly, again, there's potential in some of these prospects, but potential Wade is not. How's he doing? Wade Meckler is not the guy. <laughs> you know, that was just an absolutely ridiculous move Brett that the Wisely? Giants did, did last year. Brett Wisely got great hair. That's about it. Um, New twin. So I was walked out of the ballpark actually last year one time, and someone said, "Hey, look, it's Brett Wisely," and I don't think they were joking. No, I think they, they I thought it was, you know, was like, "Yeah, because Brett Wisely's de- Brett Wisely's definitely coming out of the the, the Third Street uh, staircase." He's like his you know? salary at least probably. I didn't. Dude's cut too. Um, there you go. But uh, New Year's getting ripped. Home gyms. We've already discussed it. That's right. New Year's resolutions. That's the future. Um, Don't be intimidated, by the way, at the home gym. We're talking about New Year's resolutions for all our sports team. Spadonia Luminan for uh, Bonte and Shaska. You got about 30 minutes here before handing it off to FP Santangelo and Jason Dumas. uh, Talking to Dusty Baker. World Series champion with the Houston Astros. Talk high Got to a World Series. You can talk about high fives. (laughs) Yeah, did he invent the high five? Like, uh, like humans have just now doing. They're in the dugout. Hey, years. hey, here's what we're gonna do, Glenn. <laughs> Please miss me with that crap. Uh, Farhan Zaidi, I got some sound here, Sam. Was uh, this was you talking to him? Yeah, this was Farhan. This was after the the Jung-Hoo Lee press, which I gotta we gotta have a conversation about Jung-Hoo Lee in a little bit. We, too. we uh, we'll definitely do that. But here's Farhan saying emphatically that he's never had a player express concern. This is about San, the city of San Francisco coming over here. All right. I can say emphatically, I've never had a player specifically express concerns about San Francisco. I mean, I've heard it sort of in passing from agents, but frankly, I think a lot of that is a, it often comes up as a negotiating point. So you sort of treat that accordingly. Again, I think anybody who might bring up concerns, whether it's speaking to players, speaking to staff, sending them information, we have plenty of ways to address it, but it has never come up with a player. Again, I, I think even in comments I've made in the past, the point was less about concerns about San Francisco and more that players out there that we would love to target that have geographic preferences that want to be on the East Coast that want to be you know sometimes you can address that by paying a premium sometimes you can't so again I don't think what we deal with there is any different than any other team 
What are you making of Farhan Zaidi right now? You mentioned his inability to uh, improve the farm system. That's been the most glaring mistake, amongst other things, bringing in uh, international signings. He got one. You mentioned uh, our new Korean player here with the San Francisco Giants, who, uh, what is he? He said he was uh, handsome, looked handsome in the hat. He looked I very did li- handsome, yeah. I liked that. He had great, he's got a good sense he's of humor. He's got a good pe- personality. I appreciate it. And that's what this team needs, man. Mm-hmm. I need some damn personality. God, you just think about all those teams with the Giants. I mean, I love Logan Webb. Not, not the biggest personality there. He's got some dry humor. He's got a low-key good personality. Yeah, he's got, no, he's not a person. Like, but, like, Lincecum. You just saw it. it mm-hmm. Like, it exuded personality. Hunter Pence, another one. Hunter Pence. Like, you had Madison Bumgarner, this badass, this heart, this red ass, right? Hunter Pence, all these guys. So, like, um, I'm just looking for that with some of these players. And, and, and God love, you know... Uh, uh, Logan, um, and, and even the, the Giants had their own guys. Like Matt Cain wasn't the biggest personality, very mm-hmm. ho-hum, went about his business. That's fine, but you can't have a collection of all those guys. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking at some sort of a flair. Say what you want about Cody Bellinger. The guy's got this kind of like uh, like this this persona of, you know, all the Bellinger memes. Like he's just out of it, zoning out. He would up. fit in well oh, in San Francisco. Oh, he'd be perfect for San he Francisco. Would, he would be sitting right there in the section he's with all the other deadheads. guy, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and I like, yeah, so when I make it there, it's like, first, I mean, he, Farhan says he's never had anyone say anything. Again, I don't know if he's actually being honest there. He could have just been using that opportunity to uh, try and reach, you know, kind of correct the narrative that's been around his, his the way he's viewed the city. Um, but let's say, I mean, t- take those comments at face value. I did also have a chance to chat with Scott Boris uh, during after that presser, too. He is um, fast. No, that's a huge name drop right there. Scott Boris, man, he is the guy when it comes to free agency in baseball. He was there at yeah. all the major press conferences, all the big shots. And I talked with Scott, and I asked him, you know, how, how, how do you deal with your, with your clients when they express uh concerns about the city of San Francisco. And I got two interesting nuggets out of that. One is that he was actually raised here in the Bay Area. So Scott Boris, really? yeah, he's got some local knowledge I here. I did not know that. And he would talk about how, he mentioned how, you know, every other city, same thing, every other city has the same problems at San Francisco, and obviously you want those you know problems to be taken care of. But my big takeaway from that was that, you know, we're talking about, you know, our players worried about, you know, the city and stuff like that. They have agents who are talking to them this entire time. So if Shohei Otani is like, man, I don't know, the tenderloin is kind of rough out there. I don't know if I want to go to San Francisco. Scott Boris is like, dude, it's not that bad. Trust me. I've been there. I'm your agent. I know this stuff. Like, this whole concept that the Giants are blaming the city, like, it does, it holds even less water when you consider that there are people on the player's side saying, no, this is not an issue. Now, Buster Posey's comments, he, he mentioned the wives. That is definitely a... a, a a factor there, the the wives' concerns, because obviously Spadoni, you know, happy wife, happy life. Um, we had FP Santangelo in with Bonte on Friday. FP standing right outside right now. He had a great point because you know, he's been in this league. He knows what these conversations are like. He said the wives they call each other, they talk to each other, they they gossip about cities. And if the wives have problems with certain locations, that's gonna that's gonna factor in. Um, so yeah, there is some some there there to what Buster Posey said. I come down to it's like at the end of the day, don't say stuff like that. Because when just you don't say, even bring it up, just right? don't bring it up. Let other people, let us bring it up. Let us be the ones that say it's the city. Let the let the pundits on whichever news station you you choose to watch. Let them say that one. The truth with with the Giants and free agency, though, is really it, they've been in a, in on a lot of free agents that more or less Spadoni they just shouldn't have been in on on in our lifetime for the most part. Spadoni in the last thirty years, the Giants have had success with free agency. Obviously, they had one of the biggest free agent signings ever with Barry Bonds. But again, hometown kid that made it a lot easy. Yeah. 
Uh, then they, Barry Zito. They really didn't need another major free agent signing until Barry Zito, and that was because they wanted to find that new face of the franchise you know guy. What? I wasn't mad at that signing at the time. Barry Zito was a baller. Saw oh, they young did, with yeah, the he A's. had one of his best years with the A's in, in and 2006. And he fit the Bay Area perfectly. Absolutely. It was one Barry to another. Yes. And the Giants... Again, well, however you wanted to find the success or failure of Barry Zito is up to you. Yeah. Basically, I boil it down to you. The Giants paid $126 million for two playoff starts. Yes. And I will absolutely take that. Yes. <laughs> the only other free agent they signed that time was Aaron Rowan. Aaron Rowan, who they brought in basically One as the a... the greatest batting stances of all time. A right? horrible batting. God, he would lead the league in assists if, if, the, third pay, if the home plate was halfway up the third baseline. <laughs> My God, worst arm ever. He was just like, not a very good player. He looked like he, was trying, looked like he was trying to take a poop every time he was in the, bat, in the batter's box. But he basically... Aaron Rowan basically had that, that five-year, $80 million deal signed after he ran into a wall in Philadelphia. That was basically what that was. The Giants wanted to find that guy who could bring that you know tough swagger edge. And that was their... their why you know their their theme going to 28 2008 find the edge set those are the the three free agency signings the major ones they had from 93 to 2008 then of course they have their championship run and that's where the free agency issues really begin started 2014 with john lester he chooses the cubs over the giants who had just won a world series so it isn't just a like you don't want that choke it wasn't ju- anyways. You yeah. just watched him <laughs> choke against the Kansas City Royals. God, John Lester in the Bay Area. Miss me with that crap. You can't I'm, throw to first I'm base. I'm still salty about that 2014 collapse. Oh, my God. So, But if you want to point that out as, oh, it's not a Farhan thing, it's not the Giants need to be good thing, well, here's the thing. Uh, the Giants offered him uh, six years, $150 million. The Cubs offered six years, 155 So did he choose them by $5 million? Probably, but also... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Theo Epstein was taking was uh, in control of the Cubs at that time, and Lester and Epstein, of course, had that relationship from back when they were in Boston together. So really, in that situation, the Giants just lost down a situation that they probably were never going to win to begin with, unless they just massively overpaid for John Lester, which the memory of Barry Zito was still fresh in their minds. The Giants were not going to go all out uh, trying to overspend for another pitcher again. Um, but ever since then, though, uh, Giancarlo Stanton and Shohei Otani, the Giants went after those guys in 2018, coming off a 98-loss season. Like, if you're Stanton Otani, why are you signing up to join that? You know, there's a reason why Stanton said, you know, at the end of the day, I want either the Yankees, Astros, or... Uh, the the Dodgers or uh, who uh, the the four teams he had on his list were the four teams that were in the LCS that year in 2017. Yeah. So Stan wanted to go somewhere where he could win. The Giants were not that. They had a 98 loss team. They were old and they had no farm system. Uh, the next year, Bryce Harper. Remember, he signed with the Phillies, Spinoni, at the start of spring training after Bruce Bochy announced that he was stepping down. And the Giants even offered a little bit more money on top of and what the Phillies did. I want to say the Phillies weren't that great when they signed, right? No. Yeah. But one of the reasons he cited, uh, along with the weather, was he was oh, unsure of what the future was going to look like. They had just brought in Farhan Zaidi. Bruce Bochy announced he was stepping down. He had no idea who his manager, who the manager of the Giants was going to be after 2019. And also, what I heard is Bryce Harper, he really liked whoever was managing out in Philly at the time. Uh, some good-looking guy who's... Uh, Gabe Kapler? That's right, it was Gabe Kapler. Uh, imagine that one. Imagine... Yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, Harper, in, South Beach. In, in part, he kind of wanted to play for Gabe Kapler a little bit. Um, so the Giants, again... They had no business being in that in that situation. They were a bad team with no future, and it just it never made sense to go after Bryce Harper. Like the Giants were never going to to make that happen, no matter how much they spent to make that happen. And I think they did have the highest bid on that one. But even still, Harper chose the Phillies over the Giants because the Giants just weren't a compelling team to join. Um, then 2002, Aaron Judge, he was never going to leave a 99 win Yankees team to come to an 81 win Giants team. Like, you're not going to leave the appeal of New York and being the captain in pinstripes for the Giants, no matter how much money you offer. The Giants could have offered him $500 million, and even still, he's probably going back to the Yankees. That is the position in American sports. I know I mentioned that NFL mm-hmm. is king, uh, the NBA. That is the you supreme... are the best player on the New York Yankees, you are the guy that represents American sports. Yes, you are the baseball guy. Yes. You're not giving that. Again, if the Giants were a 99-win team in 2002 with a much stronger farm system, maybe they have a chance to pull Aaron Judge, but they weren't. And then again, you come into this year, Shohei Otani, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, why would they choose the Giants over the Dodgers if the goal is to win baseball games? You know, that's why I was saying all year, Shohei was going to the Dodgers. I would tell anybody who would listen, brace for it. It is going to happen. And, and those guys, Sam, and you think about it, and I know people scoff at the World Baseball Classic, that was a taste of playoff baseball mm-hmm. for those guys, specifically for Shohei Otani. And it was actually really cool how it ended up, right? Shohei, the final out, going up against Mike Trout, his teammate. Uh, they've never played in the playoffs together. And Shohei got a taste of that. Uh, Yamamoto got a taste of that. They, they don't want to go to a team where they think they might have those opportunities. No, we're going to the Dodgers where we know we're going to have those same opportunities, even at a bigger level and higher level. So as much as we like to rag on the WBC and stuff, I thought that was a huge and prime spot. And that was a spot where, you know, you can pitch your uh, team to these players, right? You can you can talk to the teams on the other side. You can talk to uh, your teammates for Team USA Baseball and stuff like that. Who are the representatives for the Giants, by the way? I know Logan Webb had to be a late scratch. Was there anyone else on that team for the Giants? Uh, I think 
Camilo Duvall is the only other Camilo one who Duvall, participated. Camilo Duvall, but he's playing for uh, for his Yeah, but no one else country. on Team USA was from the Giants. Because, again, who, who would you take from the Giants right now? I know. You would have thought uh, Webb, right? And I know yeah, Brent, he's a scrap, uh, yeah. Crawford did it for years, obviously. Well, he did in 2017, yeah. and I kind of wonder if doing the, the World Baseball Classic in 2017 kind of threw him off because mm. he was probably, I think he was poised to have a great year in 2017. He did not have a good year in 2017. Yeah. No one on the Giants had a good year in 2017. The biggest missed opportunity that Farhan had was after the 2021 season when you had 107 wins. You had a farm system that was on the up and up. You had the hottest manager in baseball and Gabe Kapler. And you decided to say, you know what? Even though God, we're going to let Gosman go, Buster Posey's done. And, uh, yeah, we don't really need to add anything on top of that. You know, we got Tyro Estrada, which, again, fine baseball player. And we got Joey Bart, who he stinks. But you had a chance to get either Corey Seager or Marcus Simeon, and you decide to sit back and do nothing there. Now, I know you could say, oh, Brandon Crawford, Tyro Estrada. No. Enough of this, we have this guy, so we don't need that guy nonsense. Like, that's stupid. Go out, sign the guys, figure out positions later. The Giants had a great chance to upgrade their roster after winning 107 games in 2021, and Farhan, through his arrogance, decided, you know what? <laughs> I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> there's, there's Turns my... into Krusty the Clown. Exactly. That's what he is. He is a clown. Um, so, yeah, that's that's... Farhan's biggest failure, it's not so much how the Giants come up short in free agency, because they're coming up short in free agency battles that they should never even be in. Like, John Lester is the only true free agent in the last 30 years that you could say the Giants should have been in on and came up short on. Out of the other ones, like, they should not even have been there. Like, but we, we, we as Giants fans, we want to see the Giants get in on those, and I get that. It's fun to be at the table there. But when you don't belong at the table, you can't get mad when you get shafted from well, that that's table. That's the thing. You think of this as a historic franchise in the game of baseball, going all the way back to the likes of Willie McCovey, Willie Mays, all these guys, uh, Matthews, all everyone, all the the historical significance of this franchise. You would like to think that you are on the level of a Yankees, on the level of a Red Sox, Dodgers. Hell, now if you want to put the freaking Texas Rangers or Houston Astros now, like, like, see, when I think of teams like the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros now leapfrogging the Giants when it comes to being a destination, being one of the premier franchises, hell, I forgot to mention, the Atlanta Braves, like, the Giants have so much history baked in, so you feel as a fan base, like, why aren't we in these conversations? When in reality, like, they just don't have that pull nationally. They just don't. Like, like you look at all the, the rated World Series, Sam, for the Giants back when they were playing in them against the Rangers, against the Tigers. They were some of the lowest rated World Series. So I know we like to think now locally, and they are this massive, massive team locally um, when they are good. They just don't have that pull nationally that I think some of these fan base thinks that they should. No, they don't. I think that's a tough reality of the Giants. Mainly it's because, I mean... The Giants never really did a whole lot to, to make that pull, you know, kind of be there. Um, you know, during that World Series runs, it was very much like, I always kind of considered, like, the 2012 World Series had to be the worst World Series to watch if you weren't a Giants fan. Because that was, like, two of the most, that was the most giants World Series ever. Very little power, lots of pitching, lots of defense. You had a game where both runs were scored off of sacrifices yeah. in that one. Like, if you were a, if you were a non-Giants fan, you despised that World Series. You were bored out of your mind and it was Detroit it. Tigers. It was, yeah, it like was, the Giants was, just... Verlander, was, who was the story in that? It was the Triple Crown winner, Miguel Cabrera. Mm -hmm. You had Prince Fielder. You had, uh, you had Verlander. You had Scherzer. You had Doug Fister. You had all these guys in Detroit. And then, again... 
all these big names are, seem to be on the other side. I know we think yeah. of the Lincecums. I mean, Buster Posey was up there, but he, he yeah, was, know, right? that was it. Even you 2010, know? it was like, oh, Josh Hamilton, MVP. Right? Yeah. Uh, Michael Young. Nelson all this, Cruz. Nelson Cruz. Like these fun teams. Neftali Feliz, the closer. Cliff Lee, yeah. Cliff Lee. And then you get to the the, the most fun, I thought, was the, the Royal Series in 2014 because it mm-hmm. felt like these teams were evenly matched. They were both red hot. That was really fun. And I think the ratings were a lot better for those ones. But it was just a much better series, Just a much too, better yeah. series too so it's so it's fascinating it's interesting we're talking new year's resolutions for sports teams it's joe spadoni and sam lubman got about 10 minutes before handing it off to fp santangelo and jason dumas on the other side they got dusty baker we're talking a lot of baseball they'll talk dusty baker at 11 o'clock can't wait for that dusty very unique uh perspective he has now because he's done the old school he's done the new school and you know we always like to think of bruce bochy as this old school guy he just won the world series texas rangers but he didn't like that he didn't like this notion, Sam, that he always led with his gut. He was a very analytical guy, too. He went right, with the numbers. Right. Thank you, Boach. So, you know, we think of this new age for the Farhan Zaidi and Co. being all, you know, uh, analytics-driven, stuff like that. You have to have a feel for it, too. And I think that's a perfect thing for Bob Melvin coming into this organization because Bob, Billy Bean, obviously, with the Oakland A's, Moneyball, you think about that like that. But he also has a great pulse with the clubhouse. Now... I thought a lot higher of Bob Melvin prior to this past season. I think that's kind of how he handled the Padres and all those SARS, that debacle, whether it's on him, whether it's on the players, the organization, what have you, A.J. Preller. I think there are some deeper issues. There are, but I do think that I'm not as high on Bob Melvin as I would have been had they hired him coming out of Oakland. That Mm -hmm. being said, he's done a lot of good things in this league. Can he take this team uh, not over the top, but he, can you get him back into contention this year, Sam? I do think, again, if the season started tomorrow, the Major League Baseball season, the Giants are better than they were last year, purely because of the coaching staff. Bob Melvin is a better manager than Gabe Kapler, but more importantly, you just have a better overall coaching staff than than what you had before. Brian Bannister, managing experience, or no, Brian Price, sorry, managing experience, he's your pitching coach now. Pat Burrell is your hitting coach. That's a baseball guy. He's played this game. Matt Williams, longtime baseball guy. You have a coaching staff full of guys who have played this game. Kai Correa, he may have understood the game. He never played it. You know, Mark Hallberg, he only played in the minor leagues. Andrew Bailey had a solid career, but, I mean, that was your, you know, only other, you know, coach who actually played in this game. Like, Alyssa Nacken had more gameplay experience than Kai Correa, and that was just as a softball player. So, right off the bat, you have a better team because of the coaching staff, and you're also a better because, again, got to talk about Jung Hoo Lee. I think he's going to fit very well. In, uh, love Jung Hoo Lee. Love Jung Hoo Lee. Very handsome guy. I think he's going to fit in very well with the Giants, not just because of his personality. His skill set fits this ballpark. And Spadoni, he's got one of the coolest cheer songs you will ever hear. I'm in on it now. Can you have that as his opening song every single time? Honestly, I hope he's really good this year because I want that song to be a fixture on the morning roast. And that's only going to happen if he's good. He needs something to be happy about. He needs some personality in this team. This guy hopefully brings some personality, some pizzazz to it. Right? God! This team is so damn boring! 
That's the problem. Yeah. Hopefully he had some some excitement to it. Spinway, before we get out of here, though, uh, I want to throw uh, some A's fans lo- uh, oh, some yeah. love here. We talked about some of the biggest storylines in, in various sports this year. I mean, my and I think biggest. Brock Purdy was a big one. You know, the fall of the Warriors was a big one. Low-key, the biggest storyline of the year, though, has been what's going on with the A's. Uh, I told you at the break, if there was one sporting event in the past year that you, you would want to have been at in the Bay Area this year... It would have been the reverse boycott night, uh, that June 14th game against the Rays. They won 2-1, to one, seven straight there. Pretty cool. It was it was an electric night that night. I It was one of the, like, when they start chanting sell the team in unison in the fifth inning, it gave me chills. Like, I, I get chills just thinking about it right now. Like, Spadoni, as an A's fan, I'm just curious, like, yeah. where are you at just kind of with them right now? And we talked about, you know, jumping off the bandwagon and stuff like that. You've kind of stayed loyal as an A's fan through all this. I know that's got to be very difficult here, but it's just... You talk about you know, what, what does 2024 look like for the A's? Hopefully it looks like John Fisher falling flat on his face and somehow bungling this deal, which because it's not, it's not set in stone yet in, yeah. in Vegas just yet. Well, we'll see. Um, it, I, I hate to go Lincoln Park here, but I've just become so numb with all of it. Um, in the end, it doesn't I, even matter. It does, I mean, it, I feel like a lot of A's fans are like how I am. It's just, it's just it's been one revolving door after another, and it felt like, you know, early... Um, last year, it felt like there was momentum, the building, you know, Mayor Shang Tao, all this, or you know, it felt like they were coming to terms on a lot of stuff. The contracts was being made and stuff like that. And then at the last second, it's just like, what the hell, man? Uh, the, the the rug has been swept up under our feet here as fans, and uh, it sucks because you lose the Raiders, and later the Raiders obviously left once before, so it's a little different. The A's have always stuck around here since moving from Kansas City prior to that Philadelphia. So it's been the the team, man. It's the the team that brought. The Bay Area, its first ever championship. They won three straight in the early 70s. They were the pillar of excellence for this region for a long time. And I know they've fallen out of favor. I mean, we don't even talk about them because of ratings. So, like, it's been a lot of self-harm done. And uh, it just sucks because, you know, you see a team that was playing right across from you and the Golden State Warriors be in that same boat with you for so long. Just irrelevant franchise, right? No one was talking about the Warriors. No one cared about the Warriors. And then what happened? They got an owner that cared. Joe Lacob turned that whole thing around and he just wished in your heart of hearts and he's mentioned in the past if they were for sale that he'd be interested. They're not for sale. He knows John Fisher. He's not going to talk about it because they're not for sale. You just, you just hope and wish like if there was any resolution it'd be a guy like that a guy that cared it doesn't even have to be him someone that cared enough about the city about the region about the east bay you know uh coming in and revitalizing and revamping that organization because the fan base is there i don't want to hear this whole thing about all oh, the fans didn't show up no the fans are smart they knew sabotage when they saw it and John Fisher and that and that whole you know the snake oil salesman that is Dave Cavill they saw it all they saw the writing on the wall. We're not dummies here in the Bay Area. That's another thing too. We're not going to just we have a very smart fan base. Very out here. smart, and then some people like might like scoff at that because you know California. What's the what's the notion from California fans? Cheese and wine and stuff like that. But when it comes to here in the Bay Area, there's a very diverse group from the South Bay to the East Bay to the North Bay, um, and there's a lot of fans here for the A's that are just are just fed up with the organization. That's why they didn't show up. And that's why the reverse boycott night was awesome to see. Uh, the, the FU to Rob Manfred, to John Fisher, to all these guys that are caping up for uh, these billion-dollar owners that don't give a rip about the team, that just want to get a welfare check from uh, the league itself. It's just uh, it's annoying to see that guys getting rewarded like that with John Fisher. But you know what? Happens like that in society. It's not always... A- Thank you. And it's not always a happy ending, as we know. And... Uh, 
It sucks. I feel sorry. I'm an A's fan. I feel sorry that I can't take my son to games going forward. Maybe a Hail Mary situation will happen. They fall, fall flat on their face in Vegas. I don't see that happening, but... Uh, Sucks for his fan. That it's is possible. Of- they just they <sighs> don't really have a plan together in Vegas we'll yet. See. They we'll really see. they really don't. I I'm gonna hold out hope. I'm gonna hold out hope that that John Fisher steps on a Lego and yeah. somehow screws us up. If there's anyone who could do it, it is him. Uh, that being said, Spadoni did a whole year on this show. Look at us. We did. We did a whole year, and uh, I think it's time for the Fast Five. And it's time for the Fast Five. It's time for the Xfinity Fast Five. Your last chance to get in on the morning roast. Brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet. Only from Xfinity. It is disgusting to watch. Hopefully it looks disgusting to look at. Sam Love and I beautiful, beautiful mugs here. It's time for the Xfinity Fast Five where we give our final thoughts of the show. Brought to you by the Next Generation Tension Network. Only from Xfinity. The future starts now. And the future is now because the new year is going to be upon us on Monday. My final thoughts is, thank you all the roasters all year long. You guys have been bringing it on the Comcast Business Tech Sign, on Twitch and YouTube. Shout out all of you. Joe Shasky uh, said it best. New dad, Joe Shasky, at 8 o'clock when he said, we could not be here talking to all of you lovely people without all of you lovely people. So thank you so much. Heart of hearts. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa to all of you uh, during this holiday season. Appreciate you guys. My final thought is uh, I kind of want, I want to think of like some fan resolutions of what I can do this next year or a fan goal. My fan goal is I want to visit uh, a different stadium, a different, a, a new baseball, football, basketball, and hockey arena in a different state. I feel like that's kind of something I want to do this year. So that's my final thought is I need to get out and see just more sports venues that I haven't seen before. Shout out fans and, uh, you know, just don't start an OnlyFans, Sam. That's all I got to say there. Uh, I don't think the, that would do very the, well anyway. Uh, <laughs> 650. How did ownership keep Farhan? Should have been fired right after Kapler. A lot of people agreed, you know, they should have been tied at the hip. They're not. They're giving them another chance with Bob Melvin, that via the 650 on the Comcast business text line. And that was the Fast Five brought to you by Xfinity, brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity, the future starts now with FP Santangelo, Jason Dumas, Dusty Baker. World Series manager with the Houston Astros, former World Series manager with the San Francisco Giants at 11 o'clock, right here on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.